and welcome to the Pick Up Your Bible podcast. This is your host, Cynthia Pavmani. We're continuing on in our summer deep dive series where our listeners send us questions and we go through the Bible together uh, trying to find answers. And today's question is a really interesting one. Why did God create us? This is an interesting question because it could potentially have very different implications uh, based on what is being asked. Um, Brace yourselves because I'm going to start off with an analogy. Um, Let's consider a card designer. Now the card designer will spend countless hours uh, conceptualizing, drawing and designing an impeccable driving machine. And if one were to ask why the car designer would create such a car, we could say it is to get a person from point A to point B with maximum driving and aesthetic pleasure. Um, That indeed is the purpose for the car to be created. But if the question is, why did the car designer choose to design cars at all? That's a whole different discussion, and that's a hard question, and a personal one. The designer may have wanted to help make people's lives better. Uh, Maybe they've just always been crazy about cars, or maybe it's just an outlet for his or her creative um, and imaginative genius. Only they could tell you the why they are in the business of creating cars. This particular question, why did God create us, plays out similarly. If the question implies, for what purpose did God create humans, the word points to our purpose quite clearly. In Genesis 1, verse 25 to 27, we read, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens, over the livestock and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. This verse reveals to us how intentional um, God was in creating humans. And it also gives us the first stated purpose for mankind on God's created earth. Isaiah 43, verse 6 and 7 say, I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. He reminds us that we were made for his glory, and in all that we do, our purpose is to glorify our Father in heaven. What we don't read in the Bible is that God needed humans for anything. Rather, he created us of his will and pleasure. Revelation 4 verse 11. Alternatively, if the question is why God created us in particular, as in what drove the act of creation of mankind, I believe we have not been told. There is no explicit answer to this question in the Bible. And whenever we're confronted with questions like this that haven't been precisely laid out in scripture for us, 
We must not get discouraged. For some reason beyond our limited comprehension, God has chosen not to reveal certain mysteries yet. This is to be expected. Our finite, temporal, and limited minds cannot grasp the infinite, eternal, and holy God, even if we tried. During our lifetime, we may come across many questions like this, ones that have answers that God has kept to himself. In the absence of a definite answer, there are a couple of undesirable paths we may travel down, and I want to take this opportunity to address these. One is that we may feel the urge to force answers where none have been given. So I want to call our attention to that. I want us to be aware and prepared for this. This reality that we want answers, yet he may withhold them for a certain time. The problem with insisting and answering questions from our own assumptions or even deductions, um, despite that, is that it could lead to falsities about God. Let me give you an example. One response to this question, and I've heard it said, is that God created us so that he could love us. Now, this may seem harmless on the outside because God indeed loves us. But to say that we were created so that he has something to love leads to the understanding that God needs an object to direct his love to. But it's not true. From the beginning, in Genesis 1, we read he was already in communion with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, an essential attribute of God is that he is self-sufficient. Acts 17 verse 24 and 25 read, The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. My point is we have to be careful not to define God and his intentions where he has remained silent. Another possible outcome to not finding an answer to our questions is that we may feel disillusioned or dejected at the thought of a God we feel is unknowable. I know this because I've been there. In my early Christian life, I struggled and wrestled with God over many questions just like this one that I couldn't find answers for. I think I've shared um, this with you before. I, find, I found it hard to be satisfied with the answer God alone knows, as true as that may be. My lack of understanding led me to wrong conclusions about God, and needless to say, I was disappointed. If I couldn't know him, I thought, how could I love him? I was ruthless with my words and accusations of such an indifferent God. But in loving kindness, he helped me trust him despite the unknowable. He led me to the understanding that I didn't have to hold a lamp in my hand in order to walk in its light or find comfort in its warmth. So today I want to respond to this question in such a manner. I want to be honest with the fact that the lamp cannot be held and that the reason behind our creation has not been revealed to us explicitly. But all is not lost. He does 
express over and over again that he did indeed create us in his image and with purpose, that purpose being to glorify him. And I believe that in knowing the depths of these truths, we will find comfort in trusting him with the unknown. I hope that the way we approached this question encourages you to address those lingering questions you have about our big God. It's important for a believer to cultivate the habit of not forcing answers where none have been given. It wouldn't have been called faith if all of our God was fathomable and could be contained by our minds. We wouldn't need to. We could just understand and agree instead of believe and trust. Though we can't know all of him, God desires that he be known by his believers. Isaiah 43 verse 10 says, You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. Listeners, thank you for listening to the Pick Up Your Bible podcast deep dive series. Remember, you can send us your questions, comments, feedback at Cynthia at pickupyourbible.com or DM us on Instagram at pickupyourbible. Uh, Next week, Dick Cruz is back. Uh, We will still be in our deep dive series, but we'll get to do it discussion style. And so I'm excited about that. Thank you again for joining us. God bless.